0: G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. Darren Mitchell on this Monday, first day of the working week, Monday the 27th of September 2021. I trust wherever you are in the world, you've had a phenomenal weekend and looking forward to a massive, massive week this week. Uh, In today's episode, a quick follow-on to the episode I recorded on Friday, and that episode was known as Back of the Bus. Uh, Today's topic is Exceptional Leaders Stand Up. When it counts. Now, if you did listen to that podcast on Friday, you'll know that I shared with you that I am a very, very passionate and full disclosure here, very passionate Melbourne Football Club member and supporter. And uh, we have just for lovers of AFL footy. And uh, I think this went all, all around the world, such as the um, such as the I guess the popularity of the game here in Australia. Uh, for the lovers of AFL footy, we've just witnessed what is currently be described as an epic grand final, and for long-suffering Melbourne supporters and Melbourne members, 57 years of well, 57 painful years without the ultimate success has come to an end. Uh, but it wasn't all plain sailing, as we'll talk about, and this is what the topic of today's podcast is: that when the chips are down, this is when the leaders stand up when it is most needed. Now, just a bit of background here, the Melbourne Footy Club and the supporters particularly have gone through some absolutely harrowing times over the last 57 years. And if you talk to people who were supporters back then when Melbourne last won their AFL Premiership back in 1964, most of them would have said, well, at the time, the club was very, very strong and they had a history of winning Premierships. In fact, probably... The previous 10 years to that, I think, I don't know the exact number, but there might have been five or six premierships in the previous 10 years. And so for all intents and purposes, a very, very powerful, very, very successful club. But then something happened. And uh, after the 1964 grand final, the club did not play in finals, let alone win a premiership for the next 23 years. And it was 23 years later that they started to play finals in 1987. And I remember that because we played the preliminary final. I was at that game. And uh, we missed out by getting into the grand final by the kick after the siren from <laughs> Hawthorne's Gary Buccaneara. And it was uh, it was devastating at the time. And so we've gone through some harrowing times, not just in terms of um, a lack of success, but also some harrowing times in terms of people, people that have been lost to various um, diseases and also some um, terrible ex- accidents as well. Uh, and there's been many times over those years that we have been as a club the laughing stock of the competition and on a few occasions albeit a fleece, some fleeting occasions we've been promising much but not being able to deliver until 2021 now this season as a long-suffering supporter this season has felt different and right from the very first game of the season there was a difference in their game style albeit just some slight differences from last year and listening to the players and coaches alike speak not just before the games but also after the games as well as throughout the week after training there appeared to be a resolve and a resoluteness to this particular team. And it was almost like they were on a, on a special mission. Now, in previous years, when they used to win games, they'd get really excited and high-fiving. And and, and some would say, oh, it's, it's almost like they're getting ahead of themselves. This year, there was complete difference. There was a level of calmness. Yes, they still celebrated a win. And yes, they still sung the, the theme song in the rooms afterwards. But there was this mission. There was this, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's treat this as just another step. Towards our ultimate prize, we're aiming for, uh, and by no means did they get ahead of themselves at all throughout this year. And they were tested. And as long-standing club members, we dared to dream, but also really conscious of the years and years and years of unfulfilled potential. And some of the questions we started asking each other and ourselves throughout the year is: Could this year, could this year possibly be the year? So here we are on Saturday afternoon getting prepared for the game. And the game didn't start until 7.15 Melbourne time uh, in the evening, given it was in Perth two hours behind. So uh, I couldn't eat in the, uh, well, late afternoon. In fact, I didn't even eat when the game was on. Couldn't eat. Uh, wasn't hungry at all. Just needed to uh, needed to watch the game. Such were the nerves that I was feeling. And I wasn't even playing the game, let alone the players who were out on the field. Uh, but when the game started, it was it was amazing to watch because they started really, really strongly. And they had a phenomenal first quarter, and the curse of 57 years started to become just a faint possible reality of being removed. But like all great teams, and the Western Bulldogs are a phenomenal team, they fought back, and come half time, they had a stranglehold on the game, and the first few minutes of the of the third quarter, in fact, I think midway through the third quarter, with about nine minutes left on the clock, they were leading by 19 points, and it appeared that the pain of 57 years and the curse of 57 years was destined to continue. And this is the point of today's podcast, because it's been said that cometh the hour, cometh the man. And with eight minutes left on the clock in the third quarter, the leaders of the Melbourne Footy Club took it upon themselves to wrestle back control of the game. Now, there's a very specific uh, moment in time, and... It was when the uh, the vice-captain, Jack Viney, was at a what we call a stoppage, and it was a ball-up. And he didn't necessarily get the ball, but he actually put his body on the line and put such a contest into the environment that it caused the ball to spill out. And James Harms picked the ball up and was able to get free and hit up a guy called Bailey Fritch who was about to kick his third goal for the game. Now, we were at Melbourne with 19 points down at that particular stage. And I remember distinctly talking to my girls uh, and I said, look, if Bailey Fritch kicks this, and because I'm an eternal optimist, I said this, I said, "If, if Bailey Fritch kicks this, we will go on and win the game. If he misses, we will lose the game because the momentum had completely been with the Western Bulldogs. Now, of course, my girls being my girls, they look at me and say, Dad, you're just full of it. What are you talking about? And I said, just watch. The, the, there's something about to happen because the boys needed to lift. And from my perspective, even though this was the biggest game on the biggest stage and there was no second chances, I actually had seen the boys play this year where they'd been behind certain clubs uh, midway through the, the third quarter, or even sometimes in the final quarter, and they'd found a way to wrestle back control and go on to win the game. So I knew they had the capability. It's just it It was a mindset thing. And what I saw after that goal, and Bailey Fritch did kick that goal, what I saw from the very next ball up when the ball went back to the center is our leaders stood up and they made sure they got the next clearance out of the center, which, guess what? Went back down to the forward line. And within the space of another minute, or even less than a minute, Bailey Fritch had kicked another goal. So all of a sudden, we were now only seven points behind. Now, looking back in those eight minutes... They literally exercised 57 years of demons. They stood up when it counted, and it was the key leaders that have carried the team throughout the entire year. And when I say carried the team, there's been leaders across the entire group, but there are certain leaders in the middle of the ground that really stood up when it counted, and they completely changed the trajectory of the game. And when you watch this, and sport's a funny thing because when momentum changes, there's literally nothing that you can do to stop it. It's really hard to describe, and and you could see some of the Western Bulldogs players just in the back, on the back of two goals really, really quickly, their heads started to drop a little bit, even though at that particular moment of time, they were still in front of the game. Now, it's really hard to describe, it's really hard to explain, but it just just fundamentally changed. And what then happened from that point could only be described, for many Melbourne supporters at least, uh, some of the greatest and most fulfilling 30 minutes. Of their lives now a big big call i know but as long-suffering melbourne supporters and as members that have literally been through years and years and years and years and years of pain to be able to witness that 30-minute explosion of what happened when these leaders stood up uh, for many people is probably the best experience of their lives our yeah. and it's a big call and probably you're listening to this and if you're not a football supporter or if you're from a different country and you've got no idea what I'm talking about, just think about your most passionate sport, your most passionate team you follow, and when everything just clicks, how good is it to watch? How good is it to be part of? And and this is what happened on on Saturday night. And in fact, I was looking at the, um, and I didn't even realize this at the time, but in the last minute of the game, in the last minute of playing time, in fact, there was, I think on the clock, there was 55 seconds to go before the end of that quarter. Uh, Melbourne were only six points in front, and in the space of the last 55 seconds of game time, Melbourne kicked three goals, and that is literally unheard of, let alone unheard of in a grand final, uh, which which hey, as a Melbourne supporter was absolutely phenomenal, probably as a Bulldog supporter not so much, but as a sports lover, just the momentum and being able to watch the boys and everything they touched just turn to gold. There was this air of destiny that was a part of That particular play, and uh, the the final thirty minutes, as I said, uh, probably some of the most greatest and most filling times of people's lives watching the Melbourne Footy Club, and and certainly the number of supporters that have been part of the club, ex players, um, you you could see tears in people's eyes and grown men crying because they'd never, many of them had never seen uh, such success uh, in in their lives because they were born after. 1964. So um, amazing, amazing scenes. And the, I guess the, the most um, the most challenging of all of this is that the game and probably one of the greatest grand finals in recent memory in terms of, I guess, the two best teams playing off for the for the cup was being played uh, in a state far, far away from their home state because of, because of COVID. This game was obviously played in Western Australia. Just imagine Melbourne pumping at the MCG with Melbourne and the Bulldogs playing uh, and and that's the that's the sad thing. All of us who are uh passionate Melbourne members and supporters that would have been at the game at the MCG could not get there because of the lockdown that we're in because of this COVID pandemic. So um but you know what? I much prefer see them play in a grand final and win a grand final, no matter where it is, than not be in a grand final at all. So everything happens, uh well, a lot of people say it happens for reasons. I'm not certainly sure about that all the time, but uh, it was meant to be this year, and they've uh, they've had a phenomenal year and justly deserved in terms of their their um their win in the grand final. So the question is, with with all this, you know, exceptional leaders stand up when it counts, and the, and the players certainly did that on Saturday night. So what does this mean for us as sales leaders, and how does this affect our team? Well, it's really quite simple, and I love drawing parallels with sport into sales leadership. And the thing is, as sales leaders, we know. We know intuitively that we're going to be facing challenges and obstacles every single day. Now, you also know that not all of your deals, not all of your opportunities are going to necessarily come to fruition or fall our way. We may even get criticized. You might actually have people who are criticizing you. You might have people who are not happy with your strategy. They might not even agree with your strategy and you say you're going to get criticized and people have their own way of doing things and they think that you're wrong, you're wrong and they're right. And we may even Fail. And the thing is, sales leadership, as I've talked about many, many times, is not for everybody. It does take a certain type of person to become a sales leader because there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things you're going to have to deal with. There will be criticism. You will fail. You will be faced with adversity. There's going to be so many challenges and so many obstacles. And for honestly, for some people, it's too much, and that's okay. And those people may well be better suited to be individual contributors, and that is okay as well. But for those who decide to be leaders, for the sales leaders who stick the course, who say, no matter what's going to happen, I'm going to be here regardless. They know they're going to be faced with adversity. They know that obstacles and challenges will be placed in their way, and they know that success is not a direct line. So they're going to have to work their butts off. But when they're faced with adversity, and when they're faced with what appears to be insurmountable obs, they stand up. They stand up, they set the example, they forge ahead, and they never, ever surrender. Why? Because exceptional souls leaders simply stand up when it counts period. And that's exactly what the guys at the Melbourne Footy Club did on Saturday night to bring home the premiership. And that's exactly what you can do as well as an exceptional sales leader when it's needed from your team. When the chips are down, when you need to stand up, when it's your turn to go, you need to go. Because as Neil Danaher says, the great man that I referred to on Friday, he said, when it's all said and done, there are more things that are said than are done. And so great leaders, exceptional leaders will stand up, when it counts. And guess what? When you do that, you not only earn the right to lead, you get the right to sit at the back of the bus. So here's to a phenomenal week. Here's to a highly productive week. And I trust you're given some opportunities to stand up when you need to stand up. And when you do that, you'll be well on your way to being that exceptional sales leader. So with that, if you'd like to work together one-on-one and really fast track that particular development and really take your leadership to the exceptional level In as little as 90 days from now, I'd love to work with you one-on-one. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about what the program looks like for you, learn a little bit about what you'd like to achieve over the next 90 days, and we can get started on working on that program as early as this week for you. In the next 90 days, have you well on your way to being that exceptional sales leader. So very much look forward to that conversation as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.